this morning just by praying. And I'd invite you just to join with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that we are able to be here this morning in your presence and in your house. And Father, I want to thank you that you are here with us because you're the living God. And Father, just pray that you will speak to our hearts this morning out of your word, that it may be light and life to us, Lord, and that you will challenge us and that you will give us hearts that are ready to be challenged and to receive the challenge that you have for us so that we, we, Lord, may be walking with you along the path that you have carved out for us and that you want us to walk along. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10 to 13, says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. This is a real challenge. When Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, he had no criticisms of them, unlike some of the other churches. And he wrote to them in a powerful way, expanding the gospel. And we read from time to time in different parts of, the, of this epistle, um, for this reason, therefore, and so on. And here he says, and finally, this is the last thing he wants to share with them, but it is no, by no means the least important. It's really important. And he's left the, the most important to last. Because it's the outcome of all the other things that Paul has said here in this letter. 1998, Jenny and I were in Ephesus. And I was asked to read John's letter to the Ephesians from the amphitheatre to demonstrate the acoustics because the amphitheatre will see 20,000 people and when Paul preached in Ephesus that was where he preached from and as I read that letter there was a French group and they started heckling and jeering and as they Heckled and jeered, I rose my voice louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And every word could be heard at the back of the stadium at the top, despite the heckling. And an American missionary came up to me who was there that day, and he said, thank you, because that's the first time I've heard the word of God read publicly in Turkey. Now, Ephesus was not a godly place. You can walk around the ruins today and see carved in the wall the roots of the brothel. 
That is an indication of the kind of place where these Ephesians lived. They were in a battlefield. They were in a situation which was not easy for them to live as Christians in a godless world, in an ungodly place. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And at the end of verse 13, and after you have done everything to stand. Now I'm not going to go into any of the details of the armor, but the whole point about the armor is that the soldier needs to be equipped. And every piece of armor is important. A few weeks ago we were in Albania and the tourism has opened up. It's amazing the number of tourists. Polish motorcyclists in Albania. And they've got their helmets on and their leathers and all their equipment. And they are set up and equipped in case they come off their motorbike. Now, on one occasion, I actually saw a guy on a motorbike. I don't think it was in Albania. I think it was in Croatia. Helmet on, T-shirt and shorts. Not properly equipped. Had he come off the motorbike, the grazes on his legs, the dirt that would go in, the infection that might come, not equipped. We have to be equipped so that we can stand. When I was working in care home, one, almost the first course you have to do is moving and handling. How to move Johnny or Frida from A to B. And it's not very difficult, but it's really, really important that you get it right for two reasons to protect the person being moved and to protect the person helping with the movement. Someone who can't, hasn't got a lot of movement and sits in a chair and walks with a frame has got to stand up. Now the person helping has to be able to stand. And it's no good standing like that and just grabbing them by the arm. You finish up with fingerprints as bruises, or you hurt them physically, or you hurt yourself because you haven't done it right, you finish up with a bad back. There's a way to do it, it's very simple. You have your legs at right angles, you bend the knees, one hand on the shoulder, one in the small of the back, and they move themselves with the strength that they have. But if you take this position, you stand. You can come up to someone standing like this and push them, and they've got the strength. There's the strength in the back leg to resist the push. And that's what God has planned for us. That when we have done all, we will stand. But we have to understand what we're standing against and why we're standing and what we're standing for. It says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
And Paul has been talking all about that in Ephesians in the letter from the beginning right the way through and he's talking about the grace of God and Jesus and all that he's done for us. That it is not by works lest any man should boast but by the grace of God. And we have to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now that's God's plan for you and me. He's never promised a cushy life for a Christian. But he's promised to give us his strength and his power. He's promised to walk with us and to go with us and to be with us. Whatever happens and whatever the difficulty. So we are exhorted to put on the full armour of God. He wants us to be equipped. Anyone who does any kind of job has to be equipped to do it. It doesn't matter whether they're an IT specialist and spend all their time on the computer for eight hours a day or whether they're doing manual work, bricklayer or a stonemason or a carpenter or a plumber. Could be a doctor or an architect. Doesn't matter. Any job, however simple, or however complicated, we have to be equipped. You'll never get a job unless you're equipped. Have you ever been into a restaurant and the waiters don't seem to know what they're doing? We went into one in Dunchurch with our daughter and son-in-law and they were all arguing amongst themselves and you could hear it in the restaurant. And we said, never again will we go there. We don't know what the problem was, it doesn't really matter, but it was obviously something that would have been best kept from the public visiting the restaurant. Put on the full armour of God. Not part, partial equipment won't work. You know, sometimes you get something, buy something, and it's got all the instructions and everything, and you still can't get it to work. And if you're lucky, there will be a section on problem solving. And it can be something very, very simple. But unless you get it right, it won't work. And so it is for us as Christians. God wants us to take our stand against the devil's schemes. Now that's really important to understand. The devil's schemes. We wrestle, as it says here in verse 12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We look around us, we can see all sorts of things going on. <coughs> We're not against people. We're not against flesh and blood. We're not against those around us who are not Christians. God sent his son Jesus to pour out his love on the unlovely, the people out there who are not Christians. No, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not the issue. What we are against... Rulers, 
against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. If you turn to Mark chapter 2, in the first 11 verses, there's a story of Jesus was in this house and he was preaching and uh, spending time. And people were crowding and crowding and crowding. And these guys, they got this friend who was lame, paralyzed, couldn't walk, and he was on his mattress. And they couldn't get through the door because of the crowds of people. So they went up onto the roof, flat roof, I hasten to add, and they hacked a hole in the roof and lowered their friend down to the feet of Jesus. Now this man couldn't walk, he was crippled. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. And the Pharisees, we're told, were murmuring in their hearts, who is this that can forgive sins? But Jesus knew what was in their hearts, and he said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or take up your mat and walk? And this illustrates what we're talking about here. This guy had a physical need, but Jesus saw his spiritual need, because he's not only interested in us with our particular problem. He's interested in us holistically. Your spiritual welfare and your physical welfare and every aspect of your welfare is a concern of Jesus. And when he speaks, he speaks to our point of need that he sees rather than we see. And that's really important to understand. Because there's going on in the, things going on in the world, and so often we need to be able to see what's going on underneath so that we can actually engage and pray and be equipped for the work that God has called us to. And he comes back again in uh, verse 13, he says, Therefore... Now, therefore, is always a connecting word. It flows on from what's just gone before. It's a hinge point. I can remember Martin Lloyd-Jones saying this when I heard him preach on one occasion. Never dismiss the word therefore, because it's absolutely crucial. You need to understand what's gone before and what it's leading into. Therefore... Put on the full armour of God so that when the evil day, when the day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. There will come a time when you get challenged, when things go pear-shaped, when things don't go to plan, and you will have to be prepared so that we are equipped and able to stand. We often ask the question, why? Why does this happen? Why has this happened to this particular person? Why at this time? We don't always know. But God wants us to be fully equipped so that we can stand firm, so that we can be rock solid on our foundations and be able to go through them. If you look at the Acts of the Apostles, the church suffered many difficulties in the early days. 
We call it persecution. Stephen was martyred. The word martyr means witness. He was a witness for Jesus as he died. There will come times when we have difficulties in our Christian lives. 